You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads agency. But this is impressive. This is very impressive. You can't do this on Facebook. But there is an ad sequence that happens, and Google's automating that ad sequence. That's why more videos in YouTube when you're running true view fraction work better than singular. Singular means I showed it to them 1.5 times, didn't work, now what? This is, again, if you need to run YouTube. If you're making all like four or five X return at the bottom of the funnel and the client doesn't want to spend any more money, don't do this. This is if we need to run YouTube. This new campaign type, I actually like it a lot. Uh, it's not even new. It's just we haven't tested it, but I think we should start because it makes a lot of sense. It's called ad sequence. This actually already happens in true for action. Google will build its own ad sequence. And if you're using first attribution, you're going to see some wonkiness in the back end of your, or not back end, you'll see some wonkiness in your ads. Like, why am I getting so many views on this and so many clicks on this? But the other campaign that has so few clicks has all the conversions. You're getting all of your views on one, but then they see three or four videos later and they click on the last one they buy. So the one that is actually feeding the users through the funnel that ends up buying when you're using first click attribution is arbitrarily, or I'm sorry, like let's say last click attribution. It's not sometimes the same video. What happens is what you view and what you click could be three videos later. So that's why data-driven makes sense because then you equally attribute like, aha, they saw the ad, saw the ad, saw the ad, clicked on the ad. So it's a 0.3.3.35. Just know data-driven is just going to make this a little bit wonky. But there is an ad sequence that happens and Google's automating that ad sequence. That's why more videos in YouTube when you're running true view fraction work better than singular. Singular means I showed it to them 1.5 times, didn't work, now what? 10 videos means I showed it to this one once, that one once, this one once, this one twice, and they bought. Oh, cool. Can I do that same scenario again? Well, if the previous history of that user was the same, then yes, it's that they're going to try to essentially repeat that process over and over and over again. That's why more videos work. We can customize that from the start, and it actually will guide you through a way to do that. CPM bidding. Oh, cool. You do maximum CPD. That's actually kind of cool. Either one of these things I'm okay with. Just make sure that you're probably shooting a little bit higher, so not just getting like the bad view placements and the odds to not our audience. Make sure you're bidding aggressively enough to get a good viewership to good when i say placement i mean you're not always like the fifth ad that day like you're you're trying to get better placements for the for these people the bid strategy here i would say it's what you're trying to achieve if you have a very specific audience and even targeting potentially even a niche i'd use maximum cpp and crank that thing up to 20 cents it might be 15 20 cents where you're going to start to engage that very specific audience if it's just the general united states of america because everyone likes water or we sell water bottles yeah, CPM works. You're just trying to blanket everyone because everyone's your customer. So get aggressive towards your audience size and specificity. Campaign total, again, I'm not going to go through how to build this thing because it, we all know this. Daily budgets. Lift measurement. This is only happens when you spend $10,000 a week or more in ads. So skip this one here. Networks. It's only on YouTube again. I like that. I cannot be on the display network. I'm a fan of because it's like, okay, I have 12 people here, but 12 million nine-year-olds slamming keyboards and everything. So I just like YouTube videos. It just makes a lot more sense to me. Locations, again, make sure it's in the same language as your as your ad is. Demographics, we already talked about that. Audience segmentations, this is where obviously you build out your audiences. This one does have the ability now to go to custom, which is pretty cool. You can actually browse and do your similar segments. So similar to, I'm wrong area, similar to your converters. You can get really, really, really custom in here. This is wide open that your heart desires can be found in here custom segments, all the good stuff. And what's cool is you can say like, hey, if you ever watched a video for my YouTube channel in the last 30 days, I'm going to build a custom sequence for you. Cool. Might be introducing a product, having a testimony about the product, having another product view, and then a discount of the product and incentive to buy. We're going to do that now. 
and who it's going to is going to be custom. So if you did X, I'm going to tell you a story. And this is what we're going to be able to do now is to create that custom sequence based on who you are, what you've done. My opinion, I like expanded inventory when it's running on YouTube only. Here's what I mean. There is no pornography, death, and gore on YouTube. It's banned from the platform. It's not banned from Display Network, though. When you're running on YouTube, excessive profanity, graphic sexual content, nudity, that doesn't really happen on YouTube. I'm just saying. So I like to use expanded inventory because I'm not going to be able to run this ad on a pornographic website because I'm not on websites. We've removed ourselves from the display network. So what's the worst that's going to get? The worst thing that's on YouTube, which is actually still pretty PG. Smooth label type. Again, if you want to do embedded videos live streaming so that your audience has to be bored and like just looking at videos online rather than trying to like watch a embedded video, which actually doesn't happen on YouTube. I don't know why this is still a thing, but I usually just exclude it anyway, because obviously I exclude males, but I still get that. I'm just going to try to protect myself from Google gods, but the live streaming videos here as well. This is usually my opinion. If someone's watching a live, it's a webinar, it's something important to them. They took time out of their day. It's blocked off maybe a half hour to an hour to watch something specifically. And I'm just like, Hey, do you want a curly hair? And like get away so i usually just want to make sure that they're bored watching fun videos on youtube later videos this is actually really cool this area is where actually you can put in like your own little playlist underneath so very 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 cool if i have a curly hair video for example so let's just say i want to have a specific curl now you'll have to get this approved from the client but one thing that i think would actually be pretty ninja is to use different videos from other people that are not you well, that's kind of cool if you think about it, because the related videos, you get to show your video, plus this person also reviewing that product. And now I've showed you my video, plus their video, plus their video. <laughs> I can't tell you if people watched or engaged or did anything because these are not my videos. But if the client actually has influencers that you can actually use, that's a really good way to show the additional videos. So they're watching this ad. It might be a minute and a half long. And then it's like, hey, I also have this heatless review. Hey, I also have this heatless review. Cool. What did I do? I didn't earn the click or the sale. I don't care. Do they navigate to the site directly organically later on and buy? And I can measure that and we can track that and we're spending enough to do so. Good. But you can actually take someone else's opinion as a testimonial from a third party and use it as your own. So I thought that was pretty cool. But then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the video that I want and place it. Well, actually, I'm going to try to use that as an app. So this is the related videos that you can. Now, again, if you're going to be building this, maybe not have a campaign that's for everything. This could be the heatless girls wins. Now that we have related videos to it, we can set up a product feed and we're gonna use our own feed here. And then we are going to go to devices, make sure that we're on the proper devices for what we want, whatever that may be for that client is up to you. Frequency capping, I'm okay with leaving it once every seven. And here's the reason why we're building a sequence. Now what this means is that a person will see the entire sequence more than once to seven days. If I put four videos in there, cool. I don't want them to see those same four videos too often. I want them to see it enough. Again, 30 impressions before an action, and I'm the only one running YouTube for this channel on Google's ecosystem besides, like, let's say, Performance Max. But let's get a little more aggressive, depending upon what do you want. Maybe it's a slow burn, $20 a day for the next two months, and you want it just to cycle through these people every single month. Cool. Whatever it is, make sure that's appropriate, but that's how this works. I recommend getting more aggressive because I like to go off the buy, die, or unsubscribe. That's the best way to move the needle. But just make sure you're running it by your clients. It's not like, hey, that's not our brand. We don't saturate. Again, I'll leave it up to your discretion. I'm actually testing mine between the hours of 6 a.m. and 12 a.m. Reason being is that I'm trying to attract a person that would want to buy something for themselves online that cares about their appearance, but I'm excluding the 1 to 5 a.m.ers. 
on the West Coast this specific time, which means the 6 a.m. is 9 a.m. East Coast time. My original reason for if I'm in New York and I, let's just say, again, I'm assuming, so please forgive my potentially 50s mindset, but let's say the partners drop off their kids at school and now they have some time afterwards. So the kids are now in school. Now they have time maybe while they get to work, while they're at work or while they have some downtime at the office, or if they're not working, if they're at home, I wanted to find a time that I can identify that is not occupied by family time. So workday, post evening, kids go to bed. It's nine o'clock. They jump on their phones, meditating, trying to decompress from the day. Boom, I hit them again all the way up to midnight, where after that, they're going to start to make some bad decisions. So you possibly get some refunds and some cancellations. So that was my thought process there. That's when I was running this. We don't have third-party measurement. And this is the ad sequence template. I think this is actually a really, really cool area to go into. Because you can actually have a pre-built one or you can custom sequence yourself. So it sort of tells you why you would do this. And this is, I think, helpful for people that don't have 20 videos. If you have five videos, for example, this could be something that could be you build a few different sequences or maybe a custom one. But this is like introduce and reinforce a long video ad followed by a short one. Like, let's look at our product, blah, 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 blah. And then the next ad they see is a person that just is like, I've been using it for 15 years and it's changed my life. So now about the brand, you got a third party information about the brand. And now you're, that's why I like higher frequency is because I'm trying to show this ad more and more and more often. Prompt and inspire, like, hey, coming soon. And hey, it's here. Great for Black Friday, Saturday, Monday. The, hey, stay tuned. We're going to be releasing our biggest sale we've ever had in our entire lives. And then like two days later, then they say like, hey, here's what's going on. On blah, blah, blah. On this day, we're going to do this. Again, we can use this early custom. Attract and direct. Engage and differentiate. Let's say I have four videos. Again, like I'm doing right here. Interesting heatless curl. I love the curls. And this is the before and after. Here's 10% on your first order. Nailed it. I'm telling a story. Logical sequence to a sale. If they're a, a non-e-commerce business, let's say they're lead gen, talk to the sales team. I always do that all the time. I actually prompt the sales team to be on the call with them and say, hey, I need to ask some questions that they're only going to be the ones to tell me. What's the most often objection to a sale? Why couldn't you make the sale? Is it blah, blah, blah? And then I build that into my marketing. So that's how I try to get information from the sales team. For example, Arch Tech also has a Arch Medical. I talk with them every Thursday. We have a sales meeting every two months. And I say, what's the actual issue for this? He goes, actually for products that are less than $2,000, they actually don't hire us because it's actually cheaper to go buy a new one than it is to hire us to come out and fix it for about the same price. Cool. So now I know the products that I can sell. All of these little nuanced things, we have to be good client managers and good strategists to know, is this the right thing that's going to work? For this client, for example, it doesn't matter if they're $20, $30 items, it, everyone can use. This is not a glitch. I'm interrupting the video you're watching because I need to remind you that I'm always looking for people to join our team. So if you're passionate about Google Ads and you want to work with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, please go to solate.com forward slash apply. Speaking of working with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, if you're having trouble with Google Ads and you want professional help, that's what we do. You can go to solate.com, that's S-O-L-8.com to apply for your free, no obligation action plan. And if I've given you any level of value at all, maybe think about giving me a thumbs up and subscribing to our channel. That's how we juice the YouTube algorithm so they actually know that I know what I'm talking about. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or confessions, hit me below in the comments. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Cool. So these custom sequences allow you to actually build it out here. And how does this work? Well, if I build five ads, it starts at ad one. Once they viewed that ad, not impressed, viewed that ad, then jumps to the second ad. They get impressed by that ad, but don't view it. It shows it them again. If they get impressed the ad and then view that ad, which is only meaning longer than 10 seconds, it jumps to the third one. So you have to watch ad one to then watch ad two. Once you watch ad two, then you see ad three. Then once you watch ad three, then you see ad four and so forth. So just know that I'm going to take Usama and tell Usama's story for four ads. Can he be lazy and just throw in four random ones? Yeah. 
But if I show this to you as a client, say, here's the people, here's the types, here's the demographic, here's what they're interested in, here's the age group, here's the household income. I'm only showing to them after the kids go to school and I'm going to tell this poor story. They're not going to care what the CPD is. They're not going to care what the conversions are. They want this. They're doing this on Facebook and they're accepting a 0.8 ROAS for this. Remember. So put the work in on the front and make it logical and you'll get by it from the flight. I'm going to pause there as I see a chat. Uh, lazy equals Gusella. <laughs> That's funny. That's the thing that if we do this work on the front end, the client's okay with doing this. And a lot of clients are like, okay, how much are we spending on this? Let's start at $50 a day. Let's watch the view race. Let's log the cost per view. Let's see if the people that we want to impress are actually getting impressed and watching the ads moving down the sequence. This is something that's easily bought in from a client. If they say, hey, did they convert? That's something we worry about later. We can't track this in here. How many people watched all four of the ads and 12 days later went and Google searched the brand name? I can tell you that next month. But let's at least run this now. This is, again, if you need to run YouTube. If you're making all like four or five X return at the bottom of the funnel and the client doesn't want to spend any more money, don't do this. This is if we need to run YouTube. For this other client that we talked about before, I need to run YouTube. Performance Max bailed. I bailed Performance Max did this year. But this is impressive. This is very impressive. You can't do this on Facebook. Facebook says, well, I, stub I shoved seven ads in an ad set and I, you know, these three seem to be working. Great. What if I show those three ads in a sequence on YouTube? Yeah, amazing. Good idea. It's working on social and I get to tell a story. Any questions here? So John, I think Osama had his hand raised first. So Osama, do you have a question or a point? I was just going to disagree with John's timing on the YouTube. I think the majority of people just scroll through YouTube and watch content in the middle of the night. I know I do it. Oh, from 1 to 5 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. This is 12 a.m. Pacific, so it goes to 3 a.m. Eastern. So I also I'm, had a question about that in terms of timing. Does that account for the time difference when it shows a video? So like if you're saying 12 Pacific, does it also consider it as 12 Eastern when it's doing it? Or is it always just going to be Pacific with respect to Pacific? So it's going to be like 3 you know, Eastern. If, if it's 2.58 Eastern, it will show an ad. But then what if you want it from 6 a.m. to 12 a.m.? throughout east to Pacific, east coast to the west coast. You build a different campaign target of that location and set your time zone accordingly. So split okay. I know. And here's the fun part. Don't set your time zone in the back of the Google Ads. Once you move east, you cannot move back west. I learned that fun fact the hard. But you can actually petition Google to say, okay, it's Pacific. I need to change this to Eastern. They will do it, but it will never. It's impossible for Google to move it back to Pacific. <laughs> Once you go east, you can't go west. <laughs> so that's just something to be known. And this client's in the Pacific time zone. California is one of their biggest locations. So I'm okay with I, going a little bit earlier. But what's that? I still think it's only going to show ads from 6 a.m. to 12 a.m. based off your time zone. It's just showing you. I would agree with that statement until we saw the huge discrepancy in Norbeam and found out that was because of the difference. In, we're always like 10% off every single day. And I'm like, why am I not even getting the spend that you guys are getting? You're $200 off. So I'm like, oh, because your spend ended on 12 o'clock. Pacific, my spend ended on 12 o'clock Eastern, and that's the reason for the Delta. But that's so, so Google dumb. Actually, that's such a stupid glitch. It is, but they have to pick a line in the sand and stick to it, because otherwise, I don't know. It's a lot easier of a rule to follow. But if I said here, here's the West Coast, let's take the Mississippi River. Anything east of the Mississippi River is going to be from 9 a.m. Eastern, which has to be 6 a.m. Anything west, I'm going to be starting at, at 9 a.m. Pacific, it'll be 9 a.m. So you just choose the time zone based on if it's 9 a.m. Pacific and you want it to happen at 12 in the East Coast, target the East Coast states and stick it at nine. It'll happen at 12 o'clock their time. So this is the best I could do. I wanted to limit it just from, and I can run these things at different time zones, but here's my problem with a $10 cost per click. How many clicks that happen at 3 a.m. of them just being bored and awake? Will they buy stuff? I don't know, but it's probably not my low hanging fruit just yet. 
I was also going to bring up another point too for target frequency. Yeah, make sure you select the time ranges of it because it will show like right when you turn it on or like within the hour of you turning it on. But it yeah. might prioritize like earlier in the day versus later in the day. So that's based on budget though. Yeah. And a lot of times when you run YouTube, and I think everyone here has experienced this, you turn on a, a GDN campaign and by 2 a.m., 80% of your budget shot. All of a sudden it's like, I turn it on, you look at the hourly and it's like, huge spike at midnight. And it just fizzles out for the rest of the day. So what I did is I forced it to start in the morning. And then if it fizzles out for the rest of the day, so be it. But at least it didn't like shoot 80% of my budget between 12 and 1 a.m. That is a huge issue that happens in GDN all the time. Google got rid of standard and optimized. What was that called? Or standard and accelerated? You guys remember that? You used to have yeah. standard versus accelerated when you're talking about your showing. Since they got rid of that, now it's up to the left of what Google thinks is standard or, or optimized or accelerated. And then we'll just shoot that there. All the stuff I'm sharing with you now can be easily inherited to other YouTube campaign types. A lot of this is overlapping. So when you're talking about like branding consideration on video, the influence consideration brand by skippable in-stream or in-feed video ads. All this is, is an in-stream skippable and a discovery. That discover, a discovery campaign, which means in the feed that you're scrolling down through your homepage. And then ad sequence. All of the same rules apply. The only variations on YouTube ads is your bidding strategy you're stuck with and the objective you're trying to achieve. And if it's a for action or not for action. These are your actions. Everything else is non-action. So if you want YouTube shorts, it has to be these two. And whether you want a feed or not, in my opinion, always use a feed. Always select the product set that you want in your feed. A lot of the stuff that I'm teaching you all about YouTube, you can apply with like a 20% variation, but just use those same rules that I just shared with you all. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation. Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation, I said action plan. A bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com, sol8.com.